0: Welcome back to another episode of Foundation by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside
1: Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back.
0: We're back with season two, episode four, our deep dive coverage of Where the Stars Are Scattered Thinly, Zach's favorite titled episode of the series so far.
1: <laughs> Don't love the title, but I did love the episode. Great episode. Great episode. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited that we we get to see now that all of the established characters start to embark on their, their own journeys. I I found it really interesting, even though technically not a lot of like large events happen in this episode. It was, it was very interesting. I'm a long for it. I could, I could deal with a few more of these. I'd, I'd be happily, I'd, I'd be pleased if, if we had a few more like this. A few? Yeah. How about
0: like a show's worth? How about a show where? that's, That's what
1: I mean. Like, yeah, give me a few more.
0: We're just moving forward. We're not going sideways. We're just here in the present. Mm -hmm. We have our main characters actually actively. We're actually seeing their lives. We're not seeing them through these spark note summaries of what's occurred. We're actually seeing it live, right? Uh, We're getting some interesting tidbits. What's nice about this episode is that they don't spread us too thin. They give us three main sections Mm -hmm. and they don't spread us across the entire character storylines, right? So we get... Uh Belrios, we get um Hober, almost called him Hodor. Uh <laughs> and we get Lady Sarith, right? Yep. With a little bit of Rue and Don and Dusk. Don and Dusk get some love in this episode for maybe the second time in the season, but really kind of the first.
1: It's really right? the first. They were just uh, like kind of like side pieces in the other uh other episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. shout out to Don, the actor who plays Don. He's doing a great job because this Don is such a complete divergence from the season one Don that we meet. Yeah. That I I find it interesting. And like the first season where he brings a woman to a secluded place named Azura, this time he's bringing Lady Sereth to a secluded place. But (laughs)
2: lots
0: of stuff went on in this episode. Mainly the chess pieces are moving into position for attack. But before we get into it, let's do some housekeeping. And then we're going to do a mailbag. We're going to answer to your, some of your emails out there. I've got like five or six here. And uh, we'll do a little mini session there. And as always, if you want to reach us, it's contact us, hopebox.house. But before we do, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope you're enjoying our coverage of Foundation, where we are dropping instant reactions and deep dives each and every week, Thursday nights or Friday mornings and Sunday nights. So if you're liking our coverage, leave us a review. Five stars. You don't got to say a word. Or if you want to leave us a lovely review, you know what to do. We love reading those too. In addition to that, we're also covering Invasion Season 1 before the premiere of Season 2 on August 23rd. I highly recommend that show to all of you out there. If you haven't watched it, it's a thriller. It's mysterious. It's about an alien invasion. Who doesn't love that? I mean, if it did happen, nobody Mm -hmm. would love it. But in the show scenario where you can kind of play, you know... Armchair quarterback and say, you know, I'd do that. That's <laughs> stupid. Why would he go in that building? Hey, I would left. I would have left him. Hey, what is she doing there? You know, all those sorts of scenarios you like to yeah. do when you're on the couch, where you'd say I would be a better survivor in that situation. Mm-hmm. Join us for the ride because that's pretty much what we do on the podcast. So that's about it. Check out our show notes as always. We have a newsletter you can subscribe to, and a beautiful new website that we are going to be adding additions to in the nearish future. Oh, and subscribe to our YouTube. It's growing. We love seeing your comments on there. And now let's get into the mailbag.
1: Awesome. That was great. Yeah. And I I do love seeing the comments on YouTube. Love the community. Perfect. Okay.
0: Let's get into the first one. We got one from Jeff. Hey, guys. I love the show as always. While you were talking about the two different Harry characters with the quantum realm, it got me thinking. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure when it comes to quantum entanglement, Two particles are connected. If something happens to one particle, then the other reacts instantly. It's not a one-for-one exchange, though. The exchange is actually opposite. For example, if a positive charge hits one particle, then a negative charge would hit the other. So that might explain why one Harry might be good and the other would be evil. To me, that's great sci-fi writing involving real-world applications. Just a thought. Thanks again for the recaps. Keep them coming.
1: Thoughts on the light and dark Harry, Zach? I like it. Uh I never really thought about there being a light and a dark Harry until this season and I'm not a, you know, expert with quantum entanglement either, so I'm not 100% sure if that's the way it works, but it sounds pretty plausible to me, uh, the way that I I'm hearing it here. So may I mean I, with the with this episode specifically, we do really start to see the Harry dressed in white and Harry dressed in dark. And I just think that is a great representation of the fact that one Harry is maybe not so great. And we do learn in this episode that he considers himself a god in this episode. And the funny thing is we get Harry in the last episode, the the Harry that's dressed in white, who has now become human, Mm -hmm. supposedly.
0: Interesting, right? I mean, this the Harry on Terminus is very much on track with his plan, mm-hmm. aside from the slight mishaps with Gail not being there and stuff like that. But yeah, he's where he needs to be. The other Harry is in limbo. He's he should be or he should have been on um helicon, right? Mm-hmm. That was where the second foundation was originally supposed to be, but now he's wandering through space towards Ignis now. Yeah. After well, we actually don't know what he's doing now because we didn't get a look at Harry in this episode, but Maybe he's just uh, enjoying his new body, right? Yeah. With it comes from good and bad.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling we'll kind of pick back up right where we left off with him would be my guess. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) All right, next email.
1: From
0: Linder. Of course, Day wiped out Queen Seren's family. When she laid it out, it sounded exactly what he would do. All the palace intrigue was the highlight of the episode for me interestingly no side of day this episode and it flowed just fine with the focus on dawn and dusk i gotta agree with him i think uh Mm -hmm. the episode flowed fine without day it's it may literally be i i I have to be wrong on this but i can't think of an episode that didn't feature day at all i think this is the first
1: you sure i'm like 95 percent sure
0: it feels like. It. If it's not, it does feel like. It feels like he has carried such a bulk of the show. He probably was just taking a nice ice plunge or in the sauna this episode saying, all right, finally, some of the side characters get to carry the load here.
1: Yeah. That are hanging out with Demerzel.
0: Yeah. I kind of pictured him the entire episode just like in a back room with Demerzel <laughs> getting his head massaged uh, while he surveils everything going on that everybody thinks they're being secretive about. Okay. Kind of what I pictured in my head.
1: I'll try not to envision that, but
0: okay. He seems to have like a very voyeuristic uh, situation going on with Demerzel, like when they were checking out Bell Rios and, uh, mm-hmm. and Glewin in the previous episode. They got some weird,
1: weird kinks going on. There is something too. weird going on between them.
0: Well, I mean, she's a robot, so let's start there. A robot who pretty much nurtured him from uh, being a baby, so. True. Uh,
1: if you put that aside, perfectly normal, right? Totally, yeah, just. Well, yeah, no robot and she's not like 12,000 plus years old. Yeah.
0: Yeah, aside from the whole like you can cut her head off
1: uh-huh. and she
0: can go to her room and just re-stitch herself. Just a, a bizarre... <laughs> I think the less you think about it, they have to kind of very much gloss over that because it is icky if yeah. you really start to think about it. Yeah. Um, Do you think Day did it? Do you think Day killed her family?
1: I so would not put it past him, right? Like he's... It wouldn't be the worst thing that he's done <laughs> or or previous versions of himself have done, so is it
0: outlandish for me to say what if Harry's behind it mm. Harry's in the contention for being behind the Starbridge attack
1: yeah, but I don't I mean I think that happened way before whatever happened on Seraph's planet, right like this is new, so I don't know how Harry could have influenced it that much when one of his consciousnesses have However, you pronounce that has been locked away and in the vault, and the other one's literally been locked away for quite a long time.
0: Yeah, but you know, Harry. I mean, he can see. I mean, he saw the um, that ghost ship from the first season. He saw that in his projections. I mean, Mm -hmm. he runs it in the projections, Zach. And maybe he had Dominion in there somewhere. So
1: you never know. You never
0: know. And love could bring down an empire, my friend. Thank you for that quote. From the episode. It, it was that. I don't think that's a quote from the episode. No, you. it's
1: not. I'm just messing with
0: you. Give me some credit, man. <laughs> All right. Another comment from Linder. Uh, After hearing your general comments on the Star Wars content you've seen, I highly recommend you watch Andor. It is unlike the Star Wars content you would expect, and as a matter of fact, got criticized by some fanboys because of it. However, it not only is an excellent entry for the Star Wars universe, it's simply a very well executed piece of entertainment. I forgot to start Andor this week, but instead I did start Outer Banks just to fill in that whole, you know, uh you know, it's like an adventure. I had no idea it was about finding treasure. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was just a bunch of I thought it was gonna be just a bunch of rich kids who were complaining about mommy and daddy. I thought that's uh, what the whole show was gonna be. Yeah. And there is an element to that, right? You know? Absolutely. But uh no, the show's literally about finding treasure. I'm I'm all for it. So yeah. It's pretty fun. It's a fun I, watch.
1: I'm glad you, you started watching it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts once you get a bit farther into it. But I did call it and you're already yelling at your TV, so I feel good about that. I'm only yelling at one
0: character. Hold on, because now I closed the other three emails I had open. Um I'm yelling at one character, JJ, who just is fascinated with with his with the pistol. I mean, he's just fascinated with it. Anyways, uh, let me find the other two that I had here. Or was it three? Did we cover Ryan's? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, let's let's read Ryan's. Okay, this is from last week, but uh, I I do want to mention it because we did mention, I alluded to some of the stuff in his email, but I didn't mention by name. Ryan, keep these emails coming. Um, These are fantastic, man. Uh, This is from last episode, though. Another great episode. Just a couple quick things I noticed. I was impressed with the attention to detail regarding Harry being a hologram. When he and Gail were walking in the sand, she was making footprints and he was not. Yeah, we mentioned this, that they're they're trying their best to kind of like toe the line between hologram
2: mm-hmm. and
0: non-hologram, which to me, they completely deviated this episode because yeah. Harry inside the Terminus vault literally kisses brother constant on the head. Mm-hmm. Like he is physically touching everybody in this vault. Yeah. So I don't, I guess Harry in the, no, we know he's a hologram too, because last season when he walks out of it, he's a hologram. I remember that vividly.
1: Yeah. So but he, inside of the vault, like he might be physical in the bodies. Yeah. I think like everybody just becomes like a bunch of Particles. atoms, like a molecules, whatever. Yeah.
0: Anyways, continuing here. So what's up with Callie? The no life signs detected. So she isn't a clone. Is she a robot like Demercel? I vote robot. I really want that robot cat fight to happen. (laughs) Of course, she could be like Harry, I suppose. Or maybe this is the Prime Radiant evolving. There's something to the whole Prime Radiant evolving thing. And, you know, I really got to, you know, Harry calls the Prime Radiant a quantum supercomputer. No, a quantum computer in superposition, Mm -hmm. which means, pretty much means that it's like omnipresent, which is... That's kind of what I took from what he was saying. Did you understand something different?
1: Uh, I think super. Again, I'm not, you know, no one's
0: holding you to. uh, I'm not a scientist or anything
1: like this. I know, right? Like, I feel like that's what I need to know to to answer this. But uh, my understanding was that superposition means that it can be in two places at once, and therefore it is with Harry one and it's with Harry two, right? It's in. It's both in the vault, but it's also with gale and they're like directly related so it is the same thing present in two places so whatever one of them would be learning would be my guess the other one would know at the same time just instantly Hmm. that's the way that i kind of understood that
0: interesting i wonder if that's a deviation from the books okay speaking of harry what happened is this like altered carbon has he been uploaded into a clone i speculated that a while back looks like it may be true he is not a robot like Demerzel because they detected his life sign, So, clone it is. He seemed as surprised as he seems as surprised as the ladies do. So, I don't think he was aware that this was going to happen. He didn't stash clones of himself around the galaxy or anything. It seems like the Prime Radiant is sentient now, and this is a something that it, this is something that it has come up with. Hmm. Yeah, I think you were on the clone wagon as well. That was one of the things you mentioned, Zach.
1: Yeah. I kind of think it might be a clone, especially if those little, like, well, they're not little, but those massive spider mining robots, uh, you know, sensed a life form there. It would make sense that he could be a clone.
0: Ryan's also a fan of the Titan's Prick, the uh, weapon of choice of the Corellian Commodore, (laughs) who is uh, executing people by this giant, uh, giant needle looking thing that they call the Titan's Prick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like that switcheroo device Hober has, maybe Hober Mallow pierced the Empire side by using this. Looks like it could be dangerous if not used properly.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and Belrios looks a bit like Brian Cranston on crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeesh. Yikes. Uh sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, that wasn't me. That was the emailer.
2: Um I said he looks like a European DJ, like chilling, but yeah. All right. Next email. Actually, I'll save that one for last. Let me get
0: Jeremy here. All right. Also one from a few days ago. Hey, I've just recently discovered your podcast and foundation and I'm enjoying it so far. Not agreeing with every theory, but who knows what's going to happen later in the season. Anyways. I meant to write this before the release of episode 3, but now I'm for sure thinking this further. In my opinion, Demerzel's programming got altered somehow through the betrayal of Cleon the 13th in season 1. We think so too. Mm -hmm. And while she is programmed to serve and protect Empire, there may be a side piece of code that is running aside of her regular code. This piece of code is seeking revenge in the end of Empire as it is. And some of her facial expressions after she gets Day to agree with her on something, feels like she's happy in a Machiavellian way that her evil plan is working. She's playing a long chess game, planting elements here and there. After the murder attempt on Day, she mentioned that Dawn and Dusk are innocent. Then specifies they have no memories of actually doing it. Day replies, "It's a loophole we should close." I'm citing from memory, so it may not be exact. Parentheses. Would it be that they will plant memories of hiring the killers in Dawn or Dusk in, other, in order to get rid of them, which could serve this evil damozel plan of getting rid of the clones? I might be wrong, and time will tell. But I do feel she does not have the Empire's best interest at heart anymore. Keep up the good work. And I guess I'll hear you next weekend. You did hear us and you will hear us, Jeremy.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the email.
0: Yes. Thank you for the email. Um, Yeah, I'm with you, pal. I think uh, this Demerzel is up to something. I think she is the little finger of this series. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely the most mysterious of what's going on and to what Linda was saying. I think the political intrigue is perhaps the most fascinating stuff going on in the series so far. We're getting a bit in Trantor. I think we're going to get a bit in Terminus because it doesn't seem like Cermact is in agreement with avoiding this war with Empire. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that should be pretty interesting. But Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you're enjoying the show. Anything to add, Zach?
1: I was just going to say I I agree. I mean, I think I've been saying it since the trailer that something feels off with Demerzel. And I think that she is not operating in Empire's best interest. So I, I do completely agree there. Perfect.
0: Last email. This one's for you, Zach. Question oh, yeah. for Zach. Hi, I really enjoy your podcast and I'm also a music enthusiast. And it's been a while that I was wondering, what are the vinyl albums that you have on your wall? I noticed that there's a Jimi Hendrix album, but for the others, I have no clue. If you could share the titles and artists, it would be really great.
2: My Oh,
0: awesome. <laughs> We'll get into that. My favorite show so far was Silo and love the Silo, mailbags form, little, Silo Mailbag episode formula you put on. I'm also done watching Hijack and Invasion. I like Foundation and I started to read Isaac Asimov's books. I wrote a week or two ago to Mario about The Bear Show with Jeremy Allen White and it would be nice to have a podcast about it. Did you watch the show yet? I also own a turntable and I do appreciate vinyls and have so far a small collection. I watched the series Bosch and really love the Oh, I got to watch Bosch. I really mm-hmm. love the jazz music. Love Coltrane, Sinatra, Dave Brubeck, B.B. King and many others. Keep up the good work. I really enjoy your podcast. From Pierre. From Canada. Awesome. Uh, I'll go first because yours is the more intricate question. Okay. The Bear. The best show I've watched this year is The Bear. Perhaps the best show I've watched in recent memory is The Bear on Hulu or FX and then it's streaming on Hulu. I'm the only one of this duo who has watched The Bear. Yeah. Uh, although I have been uh, pestering Zach to watch The Bear. If we do the bear episode, it might be something like the beef coverage where I just go on a long soliloquy about my immediate thoughts on the bear Mm -hmm. because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to rewatch both seasons to do a proper comprehensive deep dive. But I love the show. Pierre, I'm almost certainly going to do something with the bear. So don't, I mean, you you don't have to hold your breath. I'm going to do it just maybe like in a month. So I don't know when. It could be next week. Could be in a month. Could be Sunday. We don't know. Zach. Yeah. Your vinyls. Please let the people know uh, who's on your vinyl today. Maybe this is like a little section of the show we'll do for people like Pierre out there who love music. And maybe you got to start rotating them a bit more. I'm seeing like the same faces back there.
1: Yeah, I can start rotating them more. Right now, there's a lot of the same faces back there. I have... Sinatra, Sinatra, Chuck Berry, Sinatra, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, uh, some Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., more Dean, more Sinatra, and I'm seeing
0: two Sinatras in the bottom.
1: Yeah, I've got one. I totally f- I I can't t- see oh, the four it. freshmen. That's what it is. That's, that's the last one. There. All right. So from left to right for the viewers there,
0: what is the Sinatra album on the left called?
1: So that one is Come Dance With Me. The next
0: one, great one. The next one is?
1: Ring-a-ding-ding.
0: Okay. What's in the middle? I can't see. The,
1: it's the best of Chuck Berry. Okay. It's a great one. Features my ding Lovely song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Then the, we have another Sinatra. I can't see the name you got, of that one.
0: You got ring-a-ding-ding next to my ding Okay. Good, good choices. <laughs> yeah. what, what's to the right and of Chuck we, Berry? We
1: end with uh, Jimi Hendrix, War Heroes. What's next to Jimi Hendrix on the left of Hendrix? That's another Sinatra. I just don't re- recognize the artwork. I can't remember the name of it. All right.
0: All right. Well, um, you can put it in the show
1: notes. Yeah, I'll put it in there. I'll start swapping them out. We can, we can have a little record time next time. Perfect. If you want to be featured on our mailbag section,
0: email us at contact at soapbox.house. We love your comments on YouTube, but it is a lot to monitor in trying to manage the workload of putting out content and in managing all of the replies to all of you. But we're not complaining. We love it. But if you really want to be heard on the show, email us with your comment. Hey, comment on YouTube too, and then copy paste it on email, and you will almost certainly be heard on the show, Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to spoil something for people out there, in which case you will not be heard on the show. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get
2: into the recap. Let's do it. Can I breathe? I don't know. Maybe Demerzel.
0: <laughs> okay, we begin the episode with an Almighty Gale narration, telling yeah. us that we're all. I mean, it is a pretty interesting thought. Gail always hits us with the hard-hitting facts of life. If your great-great-great-great-great-great grandparents never met in Ireland, Zach, yeah. Ireland, right? Yeah, or Germany.
1: Uh, both.
0: Probably. You would. You wouldn't be here today.
1: Yeah. I know. Every every now and then I I actually end up thinking about that. But I I don't quite think about it in How the often? manner of like not that often. I mean, it's like, you know, once <laughs> you, a night or something. If you would have said <laughs> every single night. <laughs> no, um I don't know. Every every now and then it just randomly pops in my head, but I never think about like, man, if my great 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 grandparents didn't meet, like I wouldn't it's be crazy, here. crazy. Right? It's crazy, but it also like it's like so logical to think about it that way. The, the thought that actually pops into my head is, man, do you realize how many things had to happen the exact way that they happen for you to be here at this exact moment in time? And that is just the trippiest thing to me in the world, because it's not just the fact that they had to meet. There's, <laughs> there's so many things along that path that had to happen in the order and the time that they happened for, for, for this to be here, or for me to be here, I guess. You
0: think psycho history predicted it?
1: I definitely think I was, you know, on the roadmap. I was probably one of those red balls that just said something bad. is. is
0: you're that. probably, yeah, you're probably the third crisis. Yeah, that's what it that's is. That's probably, yeah, as if I had to guess. All right, we start the episode with Paulie and Constant, which I'm hella confused about this chick's name, okay? Mm-hmm. Hober's very confused the entire episode about what her name is. At one point calling her Weenus. Um, well, we're getting real mature here. You your albums on the walls, and Weenus is taking this maturity <laughs> level to the next yeah, man. to the next brink. Um, he's confusing her name the entire episode, and if I'm not mistaken, I've heard her name spoken in front of Hober about three times in this episode, maybe twice. Cermak, her father, supposedly mm-hmm. her father. I don't think that's her dad. Um he says, "Constant." Okay, mm-hmm. in front of Hober, then in the vaults again, and then I think it happens one more time that I'm blinking on. Nonetheless, I don't think that this is her name. I don't think Constant is her name. I think that's just a a placeholder. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I don't think it's really her name either. I mean, she said that what her pater is Seta thespin, and yeah, they keep their names private,
0: which means she's a thespin, which I had mentioned because of her eyes. I assume. Mm-hmm. She was a thespian. We don't know her name. It seems to be a grand mystery of the show. But because they are making it such a big deal to hide her name, I'm going to assume she is somehow related to Hugo, the only other thespian who was on Terminus at one point. Yeah, that would
1: be very interesting. It would be nice to see a little bit of some, some piece of Hugo in some manner in this show because I, I don't think that we're going to see him. If
0: she, if she is Hugo's, let's say, great-great-great-granddaughter or whatever, a yeah. great-granddaughter, that means Hugo moved on. Poor Salvor. Yeah.
2: What I did know. Salvor expect? Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, when you go sleep in a freaking cryopod for like 130 years. Salvor needs some, some shine in
0: this season. I'm sure she's going to get it soon, but she needs her moment.
1: There's There's still a lot from the trailer where it looked like there was a lot of action sequences with Gale and Salvor that we haven't gotten yet. So I I imagine we're going to have some pretty, uh, you know, Salvor, Gale focused episodes coming up shortly.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about the scene here. Brother Constance giving heavy soulmate vibes to Hober here and just having met him for a couple of days. She is tremendously into Hober Mallow. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's very flirty and playful the entire time. She only has like one note. It's like up, but you know, she is very endearing in terms of being able to see the soft side of Hober and see the the heroic side that he seems to try to hide behind his um, greedy, traitor, uh, you know, womanizing ways, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have a feeling that they're going to get together at some point in this show. I don't think... We can avoid that.
0: That is not a bet I will be taking against you there.
1: Perfect.
0: Because I agree. Once Terminus, first and foremost, they've just arrived back to Terminus, but I found it crazy that your prophet, Harry Seldon, okay? Yeah. Etches onto the vault that has been dormant for 138 years to find one person, and you send only two people to go find this individual. Mhm. I found that incredibly um uh
2: hopeful? Yeah. Naïve? Yeah, I mean they did Pause send for a, a drunk. Second. So. Yeah.
0: They sent a drunk and his apprentice.
1: Yeah. Maybe I mean maybe they just didn't really want to want to find him.
0: What do you think of Hober and Seth here cuz he calls uh Sermac Seff? Hober does, that there are huh. friends from back in the day. What do you think is the nature of their friendship? Huh. Like childhood friends, you know, hey, childhood friends, and he, he went his path to serve the foundation. I went my path to become a, you know, whatever he is, a trader who's kind of like the charming trader who uh, goes and finds loot and luxuries from across the galaxy, like the Locri wine that he shows constant yeah. on the ship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I noted down that it was it was obvious that uh, Hober knew Sirmac from you know his past. I don't know, maybe they were friends as as you know younger kids, and Sirmac got the girl that Hober was interested in, and said, "I'm done with this," and left.
0: Well, it seems like Sirmac's daughter's into Hober, so interesting concept there. Um. I don't know if that they're. I don't know if they're from growing up together. I just think that they maybe knew of each other, and maybe they'll go deeper into what their uh, relationship is. But mm. the pretty much the the plan on terminus is Hober arrives and they go straight to the vault. But let's yeah. head on over to Trantor where Sarah, Lady Sarah, is on her own mission to pretty much get to the bottom of what happened to her family and whether Day was involved. In them dying
1: yeah this is a, a very interesting uh part in the episode i first of all i think uh the lady who is playing the character of Sarah is doing a great job uh at acting in this episode me too i like that i mean she, she's being really sneaky she's not wearing her makeup trying to think you know, or, or make a uh, dawn right dawn yeah uh <laughs> feel like she's opening up to him so that he opens up to her and we finally i don't think i
0: don't think she's opening up to him bro this is a classic. no no she's she's
1: not she's not the move of not wearing the makeup is to get him to think so right yeah great great move uh great acting and we finally find that she actually does have some motive at least in her own mind to have day killed Probably through
0: revenge of some sort, because you know, even if you kill Day, there's going to be a replacement Day. So it's just revenge against this current one. Yes. Uh, we find out something about her enjoiner, Rue, the woman who's pretty much like her main advisor, Yeah. that she had a hookup. She used to be a concubine in the, I guess like the brothel of Trantor, seems like. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the brothel of like Dominion, but it seems like it was the one on Trantor. She was a concubine there. She had sex with Dusk, or they hooked up, and she doesn't have a memory of it because they erased the memories of the concubines, if you remember from season one. Yep. Um, but through that, she came back home incredibly wealthy and rose to the political rank because I guess just simply having a hookup with the Empire mm-hmm. make, puts you on the political scene. Like certain politicians out there that yeah. will remain unnamed.
1: Of course. Well. <laughs> I guess it played out well for her. She looks like she's got a a decent amount of power.
0: Well, it looks like she has also a decent amount of motive here because in the episode, she's sort of conspiring with Dusk in a way because Dusk does not want to see this marriage... uh, Happen? uh, He does not want to see it uh, consummated, right? Mm -hmm. Because that would make him the last Dusk, as she said, and perhaps the first Grandfather Dusk. So... Uh, I don't know what his motive is and how he's gonna try to get Rue on her side on his side. Maybe mm-hmm. it's through more riches, maybe it's through a po- more powerful position. Who knows what it is? But she has her motive for wanting her to get married today, and he has her motive, he has his motive of preventing it, of course, which we all can understand why yeah. it would make his legacy worthless. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so Sarah here. She mentioned something. Well, she's trying to get to Don, because I think Don is the weakest link, right, of the of the clones.
1: He has been in last season, that's for sure.
0: He does seem more composed here, like he's not falling for it. Although, she's putting on the charm on him, right? She even yeah. insinuates at the end, hey, why not pair us? We're, you know, closer, you know, in we're kind of more similar. Yeah, we're closer in age. Yeah, that makes sense, right? You're the same person. Why not do this with us? Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems a little intrigued by that was why not, but she mentions something about why it's suspicious and why she has her suspicions that day is behind the death of her family. She says she was a million steps away from the throne Mm -hmm. and that nobody ahead of her would have made this alliance with day. And so by killing her whole family, it would have forced her into this position of considering this sort of alliance.
1: Yeah, I still think it's definitely something that Day would do. And he may have done it. He may have. And like I said, it gives her the motive. I I had my suspicions about her early on. So maybe, maybe this is us finding out that it was her.
0: I did find it interesting that they decided to kind of go take back the imagery to Don taking a girl to a secluded area in the mm-hmm. garden, right? Because Don seems to be obsessed with the garden area, just as Dusk yeah. is obsessed with the painting, the mural. Uh, in season one, he takes Azura to a secluded place and they have sex. Mm-hmm. They hook up, that's where they would do the little rendezvous. Here he's taking Sarath, because it's his initiative to take her to a secluded area. I can only imagine days keeping tabs of all of this. I, I just don't see him to be somebody who's so naive. That he would allow this sort of conspiring to occur, unless Demerzel's given him some distractions somewhere else in the castle.
1: It's possible in the palace. I'm sure. I'm sure. Dave knows what's going on. He, he's got informants everywhere. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that uh, part of the mural that Dusk and Rue walked by? I mean, is it just me, or did that kind of look like a robot on the wall, like on the throne?
0: I was trying to make sense of what it was. Uh, I couldn't really, uh, since I don't know the lore behind the novels, mm-hmm. uh, I did read something that David Goyer, the showrunner, mentioned that depending on the reception of season two, they wanted to do a spinoff of the Robot Wars,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, like a spinoff series. But I, I'm wondering what the reception is of foundation out there. If you're enjoying the show, let us know. I mean, if you're out there, our, our, list, our numbers are, have been pretty good. They haven't been silo numbers for mm-hmm. the pod. But, in terms of the reception of the show, there's definitely interest. but is there enough interest for apple to to fund a season three level of interest? is the real question here,
1: yeah, and I mean, it's not an easy show to get into I, I really don't think so i mean it it's it is a good show. I like the show, but it you gotta sit down and think about it for a minute. Like there's a lot going on. there's a lot of you know time jumps, fractured like storylines. But once you get in, once you get a few episodes into it, like I—I I mean, I think it comes together pretty well and carries on well. Well,
0: look, I mean, see the show C with Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it. You're the only person I know I in my life it. who's watched it. Okay, that show has almost no buzz about it in mm-hmm. any sort of social media marketing or any sort of online traction that I've personally seen. I could be talking out of my butt right now, but yeah. I haven't seen anybody in my life who's come up to me and said. You got to watch C on Apple TV. It's terrific. I haven't heard – Nobody's come up to me and said that, you know. Uh, you yeah. haven't – You've watched the show and you haven't told me to, to go and watch C. So, I liked it. I yeah, liked but you, it. But you haven't given me a recommendation to watch it.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not that show that I, I find myself telling people to go watch, but I did enjoy it. I, I'll my, say
0: that much. My point is this. If they would fund five seasons of C – they're probably going to take Foundation to the end because Apple is the most profitable company with the most cash on hand of mm-hmm. any company in the entire world. So if Tim Cook wants to see five seasons just for his own damn personal enjoyment, he's going <laughs> to just fund it to see all of the seasons of Foundation. We literally, when we were specking out the uh, the monitor that you were checking out yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, they had they're showcasing their marketing material of Foundation Season 2 on yep. their HDR monitors. So... Anyways, let's get on with Rue and Dusk. Uh, we don't have to rewind. I want to just ask you, okay. what do you think the play is here? Because they're going to go and hook up and watch the recordings of their previous tryst from decades ago in their room somewhere. Uh, what do you think the play is here? You think Rue and Dusk are going to uh, conspire for the best case scenario for both of them?
1: I think Rue is on the side of Sareth. And I think that, oh she, you're so you're so good wow i know that right is, like I, I would have never thought i heard that mind today. blown right <laughs> <laughs> i i thought that she was just trying to like weasel her way back into the palace to try and get information
0: hmm. i i'm shocked at your lack of skepticism that is very unhober malian oh hober maloian of you Oh,
1: is it? Um, <laughs> what do you
2: think? I,
0: I think Rue is out there with her makeup on trying to seduce Dusk, to be honest with you. Uh, I think she knows she has a very uh, powerful negotiation here. She is the one who whispers in the Queen's ear, although mm-hmm. I don't think she's as impressionable as she would make others believe her to be. I think mm-hmm. she's a force to be reckoned with more than she lets on. But Rue is in a position to decide whether this. This marriage occurs or not and if dusk promises her some crazy amount of wealth or power then maybe rue is swayed and isn't so inclined to take out this dynasty because you know self-preservation and self um i don't know what the word is but looking out for yourself is always above anything else in most cases in the world
2: yeah
1: okay well we'll see what happens hopefully in the next episode
0: Hey, man, it's like, you know, you never see these CEOs that give themselves like $20 million bonuses.
2: Yeah. You totally. know,
0: Yeah, they could decide to not do a $20 million bonus. <laughs> they could, you know, maybe divvy it up a little if they wanted to.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's human nature. So is Rue going to go with some sort of human nature here and, I don't know, prevent this marriage from occurring? It's an interesting prospect.
1: Well, I'm I'm assuming that Sareth wants to have Day dead. Right? Mm-hmm. So the marriage might not happen. Or if it does, it might not be a long lasting one. Or it may not be the day. That's also a possibility. Um, though I don't I don't really see what the difference would be whether it's day or, or dawn at this point. Like I like I think you're still if gonna you're, get the same thing out of it. No, not if you're day. Well, of course not if you're Day.
0: Like, if I'm Day, I'm not letting that happen. There's no way I'm letting Don uh, have Lady Sarah. There's no way. That ain't happening. You wouldn't let it happen either. The whole point of it is for him to have kids to pass down and take out the dynasty. It's all ego-driven. Of course. It's not because he actually thinks that the... No. No. If it was actually self-serving, maybe he would say, brothers, let us all have wives.
2: And we will all have
0: kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of give as many kids as possible for, you know, the furthering of it. But that would create like a crazy uh, power uh, power struggle. Yep. All right. To Sowena. Uh That packet that we were confused about as to what they were tracing after in the planet, mm-hmm. it was simply their- um, Extraction. Their extraction packet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, That was the way for them to get off the planet. I was wondering why this package was just on this planet and I didn't know what it was, but it was just their way to get off, which was that uh, particle beam uh, thing that shoots them into the atmosphere.
1: Yes. Uh, Looks like a fun ride for like Disney World or something. Just (laughs) stand on this platform and we will shoot you into the air. I don't know how I feel about being in a little tube
0: being shot across the sky. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh,
1: It would be very nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm good on that one. I'll watch. Um, Bell, after being relieved of his prison colony that he was serving time on, uh, seems to be releasing a bit of steam here because he pretty much single-handedly annihilates a a tribe of Sowenian tribesmen and women, too. Yeah. Note to self, Bell will strike a woman in the face. Uh by the way I mean the woman had it coming I think she, you know it was well a well deserved strike to the face
1: Yeah it was That that was. you
0: know that would be a horrible piece to snip out of uh, out of the episode and just use that like
1: <laughs> Mario said no, that woman deserved to be punched in the face
0: No but they're sending a woman first out there right Yeah uh, you know what are you going to do uh, Although Gleywin, the the righteous here right How do you oh, feel totally. about Gleywin, Glay, the righteous are you annoyed by him as I, I don't I am? like
1: Glay I I don't like him um I don't think that he's like an informant of Empire or anything like that, but I'm not a fan of him. I don't know what uh, what Bell was like way back in the past, but I I like this version of him that I'm seeing so far. <laughs> I like this unhinged sort of commander general. Um, I want more. I like I'm it. free. I'm
0: free from prison. I'm freaking on an adventure. He's yeah. got to be having the time of his life not mining Opalisk on... Uh, on the whatever the colony he was on he's here having an adventure shooting down in a squirrel suit down to a planet yeah meeting an informant in this james bond type layer of of a home right that guy has some Mm -hmm. sweet day everybody in this show and every apple show has a crazy awesome apartment i know no one has a crappy apartment in an apple tv show
1: i am jealous but yeah you know bell has like already died a part of himself has already died would be my guess so he's free to be whoever he wants and do whatever he wants
0: the whole point of this this mission to Sowena was for them to find out what is the threat of these magicians i gotta say for such a cool name as the magicians when we actually see what the magicians are it's quite the letdown uh i thought it was going to be like an incredible you know platoon of of warriors and then it just turns out to be Polly and Brother Constant <laughs> with fake oh, here's some
1: fireworks yeah, coming out of my hand.
0: Pawning fake theology about a guy who we know is a fallible human, right? Yes. And you know, of questionable morality. I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day. He's on the he's on the not a fan of psychohistory club either with okay. Harry Selden. Because dude, Harry Selden initiated what I don't care what anybody tells me. He initiated all of this downfall of this dark period because the psychohistory thing ramped up the people to such a degree that the Starbridge attack happened. I mean- Well, did did he initiate it or did he just accelerate it? It's. I'm so glad that you're defending Harry because as the moment you started to defend him, they, they literally cut to the freeze frame of the incinerated <laughs> corpse of <laughs> Warden Yeager on the floor. Yeah, okay, I
1: saw it in the corner of my eye.
0: The guy is a maniac. He's oh, actually yeah. a maniac. He says- when they enter the vault, okay, because Hober's reaction is the best. When they get when, on Terminus, when he sees his name inscribed in the vault, he goes, what the f- is that? <laughs> we didn't talk about this. And then Sir Max says, we don't know if it's an invitation or a warning. And he kind of just looks down and we see Warden Jaeger's just, you know, his, his <laughs> remains there. But unfortunately for Hober, he steps a little too close to the vault and it sucks him in. Yep. And the writing disappears. Yeah. Because it knows it's him, I guess, immediately.
1: I like this little line what the, that that was a person
0: yeah <laughs> it was pretty good yeah. co- it's almost comedic but i just find it you know i find harry to be a maniac in some ways man like when he sees them in their cleric robes he says oh the foundations entered the religious phase yeah he's just all and, knowing but he doesn't he doesn't say yeah i'm not a god he doesn't in fact he, he does embraces like embraces it Exactly, he does like a pope movement. He even says, "Let no creature presume upon my mercy." Like he mm-hmm. literally just leans into it. He only really says the truth to Hobart when he has him one on one. To be mm-hmm. honest with you,
1: yeah, it's 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 interesting, and I'm not defending Harry as a person. I I think you're right. He's he's not a great guy, and I think we see a lot of that in this where he. You know, he's being called a prophet, now he's being called a god, like, and he loves it. Like, he at least appears to love it. Um, I'm just saying, I don't know that he initiated this whole downfall. I think he just accelerated what was the inevitable.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that he may be an eomaniacal person who also wants power.
1: And I would agree with that.
0: Uh, in the previous episode, he literally says, well, it is my plan, Gail.
2: hmm
0: <laughs> So... After Hober enters the vault, uh, Polly and Brother Constant enter in. But in typical Harry Seldon fashion, the guy he has sucked into his vault has no idea why he's there still. He's been wandering the vault for two days because time is relative, I guess, Mm -hmm. inside of this vault. It moves much faster within the vault than it does outside of the vault. And so Hober's been wandering for two days, taking a dump inside of the vault, which is probably the funniest part of the episode when uh, Polly goes, <laughs> have some respect, you arse. <laughs> and he says, we're inside the mathematics of Harry Seldon. And he goes, well, I wouldn't go that way. I took a dump over there. <laughs> and of course, he's been in there for two days. The guy hasn't eaten. Yeah. And to, by the way, I think the, I think he's almost a little bit too composed for someone who's been wandering in a place for 48 straight hours in the dark. Without eating or drinking. I would agree. So um, his but, character's a little bit playing it too too blasé.
1: Yeah. You know that fun thought. That pile of shit will probably turn into food eventually here.
0: Probably eating it somewhere.
1: But yeah, uh, That's the bread that they eat later.
0: Huh. <laughs> How would he even be able to monitor time if inside of this place?
1: Nah, it's a great question. A great right. question. I have no idea. Maybe I, may, maybe he just counted two sleep cycles. Maybe. maybe.
0: Uh, Cermak's a bit hesitant to enter, and I, honestly, I can't blame him after seeing his right-hand man get torched outside of this vault. What do you think about Cermak, and what do you think about the reception of Harry? Because he, to me... He's almost condescending to everybody, right? He's condescending to Sir Mac, continues to tell him, nice suit. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice suit. And then he starts to kind of be a little bit, I mean, clearly condescending to the religious side, right? Where he's like, my daughter, you know? Oh, good man, Polly, good man. It's like, he is is truly just, he's a machine in terms of responding to each person the way they need to be responded to. He doesn't answer any questions. Mm -hmm. He simply does not elaborate he continues to just do what he always does which is tell them just what they need to know to take the next step
1: yep just enough just enough to pivot their direction he was very condescending to everybody um i would be nervous if i were sir Mac and, and and walking this because i feel like he has a similar mindset as jaeger did so i would be a little concerned about the burning judgment here too
0: My thoughts on why Harry doesn't show up until all four of them are in there Mm -hmm. is because he needs all four of them to prevent a war. Now, whether I believe him or not as to preventing this war, I kind of think that he knows preventing a war is a failed cause. Like, it's not going to work. I think it's just about buying time at this point.
1: I completely agree. He makes a comment in here about the fact that like these missions, like this is really just to buy time. Like, that's about it. I think a war is inevitable.
0: Well, the, the other Harry, the, the light side Harry, Obi-Wan Harry, mm-hmm. um, he makes mention that the first foundation in a way is like cover fire. It's like a bullet sponge for mm-hmm. uh, taking on the attention of Empire while the second foundation thrives,
1: right? Yeah. They're doing a great job at taking the attention of Empire, but there is no second foundation yet. Did you
0: catch Surmax's disappointment that Harry wants to prevent a war? Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, like I said, he seems very much like Jaeger, and they've been preparing for battle their entire life. And on the,
0: I think they've been doing it with Harry's, um, they're pretty much following what the plan was, right? to defend themselves against the empire, right? Mm-hmm. I think Sirmax sees this as part of his legacy. Like, if I'm not fighting against the Empire, what is my legacy here as, as the leader of this place?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I... I, uh, I mean, I get, I get it, right? Like, that's what they've grown up believing. Um, they've been collecting people, as was the mission of the initial foundation here. So I get, I get the want to fight the Empire. I mean, you guys left uh Trantor to come all the way out here just to set up your own establishment. Yeah, I wouldn't want it taken away from me either. I wouldn't want to be friends with Empire again. Yeah, I, I and I don't think that's
0: the goal either, but I feel like something horrible is going to happen to Polly and Brother Constant as they go to, you know, preach for peace in Trantor.
1: Yeah. It might be a one-way trip for Polly would be my guess. But I have a. I still think that there's some. We're gonna get something with Constant and Hober later. I agree.
0: On. I agree. Okay, on Sowenna. Uh, let's just do a quick rundown here, because really, not a lot of occurs. But Bell and Glaywin meet up with a an informant for the Empire who's been on this barbaric planet for about forty plus years. The Empire's mm-hmm. been silent. He's been doing his reports, and nobody's responded for so long because the Empire has not had a presence in the Outer Reach for over 100 years, according to pretty much everyone in this episode. And at this point, this is a secret mission. They don't want to be known that... They don't want to raise the uh, alarm bells that something's yeah. going on, that they're looking into what's going on in the Outer Reach. So, Doosom here, the informant, an old man here, living in a pretty sweet home and so on. He's got just an incredible looking home. I, like, I wonder what where this location is in the world. Um he gives them the lowdown on who the magicians are. They see that they have created advanced technology. They have pretty much extrapolated the tech from the aura bracelets and Mm -hmm. created their own for the foundation. They've also created a unique form of jump ship technology, which they call whisper ships. Mm -hmm. uh, And they allude to it being organic uh, life, like organic life is the way that they're doing the jump ship. But I don't think that's true because we see them using patches uh, for, in order to jump. So I don't think it's, The organic life form jump ships remind me of the Invictus, where you have to plug into the back of somebody's neck in order to to jump. But they don't need spacers if you have those little patches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the Invictus, the way that they were speaking about it. But I don't know what part of the ship would be alive. Yeah. Doesn't really make sense to me.
2: Yeah.
0: Well... The people, the cowboys, like the rebellious, I guess, contingent on this planet finds out that the two soldiers here went on over to Dooms' house to, I guess, speak to him. And so it's time to go. But before they go, Dusam requests that Bell puts a bullet in his head in order to end his misery. He's lived <laughs> a long life and he's just about had it with this planet and being the sole envoy envoy for the Empire who seems to not give a damn about him.
1: Yeah. What would you think about Bell just pulling his gun on this guy and shooting him in the face?
0: I thought it was a kindness, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I told you I thought that this guy was an informant from when the magicians were there and he touches his eye yeah, to record. Yeah, recording something. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? The guy already poisoned himself. He's already yeah. given you information he needs. You know, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just, what are you going to do? You're going to let him die through the poison? He's requesting this. He's a soldier. He's going to
1: die from the poison. He's going to die from being ripped apart from the people outside, or he's going to die quickly from you. Exactly. Yeah. It it is a, it is a kindness. I was wondering when I was watching this. I was I was thinking to myself: Is is Bell going to contemplate this decision, or is is he just going to be like, "Well, okay, pull out his pistol and shoot him right in the face"? And I thought I he thought contemplated a little bit.
0: I thought Glaywin was going to chirp up and be like, "Bell, no, it's it's it's."
1: A, so did I. I was kind taking- of expecting that.
0: It's not us. You can't do our, this. It's not our place to take a life.
1: Like, well, <laughs> Shut
0: up, man. Shut up. Like, well, Somebody
1: what you, does not like Glay. Like.
0: <laughs> it's just like the whole point of this mission is for them to find that book, right? It's setting up the whole theme of is Bell going to turn into the monster that he's serving, mm-hmm. which I'm cool with the storyline. I'm just making fun of it like I can as we do this hour-long deep dive because they literally find a book that looks like it was taken from... Like the story of the Buddha. Yeah. You know? yeah, Okay. And it's like about a soldier and his charioteer and the charioteer questioning the motive for the war. Right? Mm-hmm. I just find it rich that the guy who was living it up cushy in Trantor for six years, while this guy was mining his ass away on a penal colony, is going to get lectured by the guy who looks very well fed, very well lived in the palace. Okay? Yep. How about go mine some opalisk with, with the sailors? You seem to be the only guy who didn't have to go mine opalisk, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just don't lecture the guy who just got off of like a freaking decade long uh, prison sentence. Like, just don't talk to me right now.
2: <laughs> even, I, I even,
0: even Bell says, like, shut the hell up and walk
2: mm-hmm. earlier in
0: the episode. It's just like, now's not the time, dude. I haven't done anything wrong. I have a bunch of tribes people in front of me. They mm-hmm. want to fight. What do you want to do? You want to? It's a barbaric planet. We already said we would pay them. They don't want money.
1: Hmm. There's no. There's no negotiating with them. Yeah. No. I'm, I. I agree with you. I wouldn't have patience either if I was locked away for what a, a, about ten years? Almost was it like six? Maybe? I, I don't. I don't
0: remember. I don't remember what the. I guess it was six years, right? I think it was six years. Yeah.
1: That's long enough. (laughs) It is. I wouldn't have cages for these people. (laughs) I should have just like pulled out the guns and just mowed them down to start with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to the vault. Um, Harry gives out the directions of where he wants everyone to go. And Polly asked the one question that everyone in the room should have asked first. Hey, uh, why'd you burn our warden uh, Mm -hmm. to smithereens? And it turns out to be the thing that I observed, which was, if Harry's on the inside hearing the way this guy Jaeger's talking, yep. it's very egomaniacal. Like, the guy's an issue. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was part of that. Now, whether Harry's telling the truth or not, that that was the reason, because that's pretty much what he says was the reason. Uh, mm, I don't know, because I don't trust Harry. I especially don't trust Harry dressed in black. So, <laughs> uh, he's definitely dressed way more sharply than the other Harry. The other, one's like, the other one looks like he threw up on his shirt. Like, he's been wearing that same unironed white shirt <laughs> for two straight seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Jaeger was a nice pick to incinerate. But Harry also said something about how, like, these divine acts of judgment have to be random for you to be taken seriously.
0: He wants to hype up the whole wrathful god image. So that the people stay fall in line. Yeah, but he makes a comment that says, "Let no being presume upon my mercy." And did you notice Paulie who goes to pick up and drink what he had just been given? Yep. He puts the drink back down. I don't know if he didn't, if he wanted to make a a decision on being sober, or whether it was. I don't know if this crazy guy is gonna poison me <laughs> before I leave this place.
1: I mean, if I had lived my entire life. Believing in this religious figure who is uh, on my side, you know, trying to help protect us and, pre- you know, prevent us from being destroyed from the Empire. And I met him and that's what he sounded like. I'd, I'd, I'd wonder what I just did with the last 40 years of my life, too.
0: Polly looks so disappointed when he's looking back on, before leaving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he the almost fault. shakes his head, too, when he, when he goes to turn.
0: It's like the look of a man who feels like he's wasted his whole life, yeah, like n- never meet your
1: heroes, you know, yeah, they'll always let you down,
0: yeah, that's very sad that you just said that I was very sad. the way yeah. you said that just made me sad. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, <laughs> but really if you
1: want to go watch Oppenheimer, I thought
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, um Hober finally has his one on one time with Harry, where he finds out he has a different mission. We don't find out what that mission is yet. But he is being sent to a different place with people more skeptical who should not be approached from a religious perspective. So that is Hober's mission. And he says it's a mission that's counterposed against the mission that he just sent everybody else out on. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm very intrigued by what this mission that Hober is going to go on will will actually be. Because Harry makes this comment about how the church will be replaced by some other mechanism. And I'm not too familiar with the growth of civilizations and how things change over time. And, you know, when the religious phase starts and ends, but it definitely seems to be in direct conflict. I'm, and he does say it is with what, uh, what Polly's heading out to do. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Do you have any idea what this mechanism is that's going to replace the religion?
0: If there's one thing Hober's good at, it's trading. It's uh, being a merchant. So um, maybe it's through technology. and I don't know. Hober doesn't seem to be the most intellectual guy. Um, he doesn't also seem to be a war general either. So I yeah. don't know who he's going to speak to. Maybe he's going to the planets of Anacreon and Thespin. Or maybe it's a planet we've never heard of yet. Maybe it's Dominion. Uh, I don't know mm. where he's going. It could be Ignis, but do you think that they'd send him to Ignis when we already have Salvor and Gale over there? I'm not sure. So it might well, be just a completely technically new place. not there yet.
1: So it, I don't, I don't think he would be going to Ignis.
2: I really don't. No. Yeah,
0: I have no idea, to be honest with you, where he's going. No idea. Yeah. All right, back to Trantor. Lady Sereth and her little posse have gotten their hands on a, on a an informant of their own named Markley. He's a badly scarred soldier who now is being commissioned by Sarath to find information as to whether Day is behind the assassination of her family and also how Day survived the assassination attempt that seems to have been organized by Lady Sarath. Mm-hmm. That it does. It's the most um, diabolical she's ever seemed on screen, and she plays it magnificently.
1: She does <laughs> i uh I'm surprised this soldier guy is still alive, honestly, at this point, like day seems to run a pretty tight ship. do you think she's as ill prepared for leadership as she makes herself seem? no
0: you think that's just all a front because she seems well prepared to take the mantle of leadership if she so wanted to
1: I don't think she's unprepared. I think that she's probably not like a how do I say it, like politically correct, like, you know, she, she's probably not good at appearing, you know, proper and following, following protocol, right? But she's, yeah. she does seem extremely wise and she gets her way, like she gets what she wants out of pretty much every single interaction that we've seen her in thus far. So I think I've... that she she could handle the power, she could handle the position.
0: I found it bold that she would say out loud, pretty much insinuating that she's behind the assassination attempt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I found it very a very bold choice there because it does seem like there would be ears everywhere, you know, uh, and yeah. that's something that it feels like that would be the one thing that they wouldn't allow within his uh, within his kingdom. But maybe he would. Maybe he'll just hold her hostage and you know make her have his children. I don't know what he'll do, but who knows? He's diabolical himself, so. what do you think the repercussions might be if she gets this footage and she finds out that he's having sex with Demerzel and she already knows that she's a robot pretty much. Uh, But just, is there any repercussion that could come back? She uses this as a political weapon against day.
1: I don't know how it would. I mean, I don't really have a good sense of how the people right outside of the, like the palace view the Empire at this point. I don't know how much they care about the, their personal lives and what they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what she would do with that information. Yeah, Other than I, may, Maybe learn how he lived and try and attack him at, at a different time. To me, she doesn't seem at all interested in, in
0: this marriage. It's just to get closer to find information. So I don't know what's going to sway her
2: to actually tie herself down today, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think she's trying to get close to confirm her
1: suspicions, but again, I, I, it feels like a revenge thing. I think they probably did it. I'll, I'll agree with Linda Mess. I think they definitely <laughs> killed her, uh, killed her father, and you know this is her way of trying to get back at him and you know the the assassination you know, attempt didn't succeed so we're changing tactics a little bit
0: it also would be a great tactic from someone else who wants to take down the empire to have a a, a conflict break out between a powerful dominion and a teetering empire all right let's move on final section of the show hober emerges from the vault a few hours later And he has orders to take the beggar to go to another planet, of which he does not mention. And of which Brother Constant does not confirm what her name is.
1: No. It's definitely not Venus, though.
0: Yeah. Or uh, Desirea, whatever he said. (laughs) Desdaria. He said
1: a lot of names in here. Yeah. The one name that I did like, though, was Becky. Becky the Bishop's Claw.
0: Becky the Bishop's Claw, yeah. Yeah. They had to find a way to keep Becky in the series. That's why she's going with Hober. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We get the loving moment of Brother Constant essentially saying she wants to be one of his bedmates uh, before he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets the sense that this is the last time they're going to see each other. But they have this very curious longing glance as he takes off from the planet. Mm. She looks up and he looks down. And that is how we end... Season two, episode four of Foundation. The scar where the stars are scattered thinly.
2: Yeah.
1: Love Final it.
0: impression, Zach, of the episode.
1: Love it. I mean, again, like there's, there's not. I feel like a broken record. There's not a lot of yeah. like large events that happen. <clears throat> but I, I really enjoy the story. You made the point on the instant reaction that there wasn't as much like a exposition in this. And I I think that's what does it for me. If we could keep episodes like this throughout the rest of the series, I I mean, I'd be more bought into it. And I imagine other people would would enjoy the show more as well.
0: I'm cool with it. Like if it's moments where they're passing the tapestry, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, you know, Emperor, Emperor, the third emperor. Yeah. (laughs) He had a conflict with the whatever, you know. Yep. And, you know, make up some lesson in history. Uh, from the lore of, of foundation, they like I'm cool with that, but either way, they got to do what they gotta do. Um Let's get into categories.:
1: All right, favorite character of the episode.
2: It's like a tie: It's okay. a tie for me. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lady Sarahth and oh,
0: Hober.:
1: Okay? Mine was Queen Sarath of Cloud Dominion.:
0: Is she technically a queen?
1: I don't know. That, that's her title in IMDb. But Serith is, is the one for me.
2: Yeah. How about best scene in the
1: episode?
0: Best scene. Um, I'm going to go with when Hober first sees the vault.
1: Dang it. That's what I wrote. I said Hober meeting the vault. Okay.
0: Yeah, I thought that was great.
1: All right. Favorite line. I hope mine's different than yours.
0: No, it's probably the same knowing you let no being presume upon my mercy <laughs>
1: <laughs> mine is actually different so mine oh, was, shit. it was said close to that line but um harry had said for god to be effective you have to be intermittently wrathful
0: yeah yeah okay that's a good yeah. one i liked so. it all right uh where do we go from here i think next episode we finally see well we actually get a confirmation on the little uh, bio of next episode we should be seeing Ignis next episode for the first time and where the second foundation should be formed it also seems that Light Harry has had a wardrobe change according mm-hmm. to the thumbnail of next episode but I think I'm expecting our first look at Ignis maybe the foundation starting right hopefully yeah. where Hobers going to and then hopefully we get an update on the situation of whether Day is behind the killing of Sarah's family it would have been maybe nice to have had like start the season with the flashback scene of Sarah's family getting killed That would have been like a nice touch in terms of setting up her storyline where she yeah. doesn't come in as a stranger where yeah. you're like oh this is the girl who was you know she was left behind because her family you know what i mean they like, do something like that it's a little dark but no it's like she's coming in and you don't know who this woman is on the ship coming to this planet it would have made more sense like oh she's here because the, the audience could have pieced it together for themselves. Hmm. She's here because now she's in a weakened position because she wasn't prepared for the throne. And there's more of a buildup to that sort of intrigue.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't mind the mystery. I don't mind the mystery in this one, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, with your, I don't know, we will end this show.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of sort foundation by story archives. As always, you can catch our instant reactions on Thursdays, our deep dives on Sunday nights, and our coverage of Invasion, as well as our series finale for Hijack on Apple TV that we will be recording soon enough for all of you Hijack fans out there. Uh, With that being said, Zachary to the outro
1: sure well thank you for listening to this episode of foundation by story archives you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts apple spotify and google podcasts you can visit our youtube channel at soapbox podcast network where we have different playlists for the different shows we've been covering over there you can visit our website at soapbox.house and at contact at soapbox.house and there are two links in the description below one for our quarterly newsletter and another one for a survey that we're putting out as we collect information and continue to build the network
0: Alright, thank you all for listening. Until next time, please respect and enjoy the peace.